Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland and across the globe. Listen here. You're listening to Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast. The host, Fraser Ramsey. Hey, this is Afia Letham, creator of the Frame Your Day app, helping you walk out every day in victory. I'm proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders. Hi. This is Zakia Ringgold from NaturalSoapByZakia.com, proud sponsors of the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast. And good evening, or good day, good morning, wherever you are in the world. This is uh, Fraser Ramsey from the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast. I am doing uh, sort of a part two of an interview because I was, uh, let's say, <laughs> delayed uh, downloading the recording of part one. So I'm having to do a re-interview with my guest um, but sometimes the second interview is always better. That's always the best one. That's the good thing about it. First time, and you do it again, and it tends to be a lot better, which is a bonus. So, um, but let's just say I was, yeah, lots. Of, let's just say my, I was wasn't getting my eyes tested at Barnard Castle. <laughs> Be that way. <laughs> anyway, if you know that joke, if you watch the news, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you don't, uh, just walk on by. Um, but anyway. Um, Ramsey Unleashed, now on Double Mint Radio, where now you can listen to Double Mint Radio on, via your Alexa app, or you can listen to it via uh, the Stream app, Stream app you can download. So uh, if you're, basically your skill set is Double Mint Radio for Alexa, so we're now on, uh, Double Mint Radio is on uh, several platforms. Um, and basically I'm on a Friday, this is Friday night, Friday evening, and it's 8.30. Basically you're listening to Ramsey Unleashed going beyond borders. So my guest, I'm not going to beat about the bush because I'm going to crack on with my guest, is James Moore, all the way from Durham. Uh, unless you're John Gaunt, you might say Sunderland. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, but and John gets a kicking for that, John Gaunt. So anyway, um, but jo- James uh, has been on the, the best part of two years of a plan called Simple as Fat, which is a low carb, high fat lifestyle, and he's talking about what, why he got into it, how it's changed his life, um, and how basically the benefits just in his life with the, the different changing in eating, um, and also we're also going to talk about he due to the challenging life he has a one of his daughter who has a disability, the challenges of uh, regarding. Uh, her and uh, in life, she was born very early, uh, premature, and obviously the complications and this what and the challenges they've had of obviously into where she is now, um, uh, basically, which is an interesting story to people who may also have have been in the same situation, uh, in going uh, either going through that or or still or be been through it. So uh, we're going to talk about talk about that. Excuse me, um, but yeah. Uh, let's crack on. My guest, James, welcome to the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast on DoublemintRadio.com. How are you doing today? Doing all right, Fraser. Thank you very much. I hope you're keeping well. Yeah, uh, doing all right. Good. <laughs> this is your, you, you've done a podcast before, haven't you? You've done. You've been on other podcasts, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, yeah. You have. That's good. So you're getting, you're getting famous. And you get flint. You need to get a guy called, yeah. I know, you're getting known. <laughs> Billboards. <laughs> Special guest James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to my popular request. Uh, 
<laughs> he's a back by popular demand, to say the least. Uh, James Safmuir. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just forget the Saf part is Sunderland Athletic Football Club and not Simplest yeah. Fan. We could be both. Um, but yes, <laughs> I mean, this J- Peter Crouch podcast starring James Muir. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, but uh, tell us about you've okay you seeing I've seen for those who seen picture James when he saw him he's before pictures he was quite a big guy he is tall but he was very big and overweight uh, but he's gonna how did you hear about simplest fact how did you hear about his lifestyle change and what was the kind of process leading up to you realizing let's give this a go and let's uh, what made you make the choice because when you think about it you're the obvious when you we all have like toast in the morning for breakfast or a nice bit or think it what we think is healthy which is not but what made to try and give up that and realize what made you so like came bin the bread bin all this and start on our sat the simplest fat program what got you into that uh well i heard about it obviously through like the, uh, the founder uh john gaunt um i'd listened to him um from the first day i used to have a taxi business and uh, I listened to him on his first uh, broadcast on Talk Sport, um, and he was just like this, like really gobby uh, guy uh, who I kind of like got into, and uh, I knew he was a, like he was like a big fella, and so I followed him for for quite a number of years, and then um, he kind of seemed to disappear a little bit, and then next thing you know, there was all these like pictures that came out of him, like of losing like a, like a ridiculous amount of weight because he was always like you know like a, a big fella. So I just kind of like looked into that and uh, he mentioned about how he was going to come up with this uh, sort of like idea he'd been working on for a year. Um, I think that was before they even called it simple as fat. Um, but it was just pretty much low carb, uh, high animal fats. So I followed some of his, um, his simple as fat podcasts. It was actually before even simple as fat came out. And I was looking into what he was eating uh, and almost more importantly, what he wasn't eating. Um, and I thought, I'm going to give this a go. And I thought, I'll give it a week, see if I can follow it. Because it was like things like bread, potato, rice, pasta, stuff that I have every single day. And I thought, I'll, I'll try for a week. And I did. I gave it a go over a week. I, I weighed myself um, uh, before before I started. And I weighed 19 stone four. Um, and then... I did the did the seven days, got on the scales, and I lost thirteen pound in my first week. Um, and I've I've never looked back since. And I've kept low carb, uh, and I've kept uh, high animal fats, and um, it's it totally changed my life. It's it's been just phenomenal. I, I still can't believe I've lost the weight that I've lost now. What was your sort of goal weight that you had to lose? I, I wasn't really sure of a goal weight. I remember probably it's about. 10 11 years ago i um i tried um the weight watchers one and I, I remember i was 18 stone too when i started that and i got down to 16 stone and i literally got on to 16 stone and i could not move off 16 stone at all and within a couple of months all the weight was put back on um so for this one because i'd lost like nearly well pretty much a stone in the first week uh, my goal really was like three stone but once i got past the three stone i wanted to get the four stone and I managed to get the four stone probably quite quick. I lost four stone in five months. Um, and then I wanted to get to uh, like to four and a half stone because uh, I could see I was, I was like coming to the end of my course of like how much I was going to lose because your body will just eventually just like say, whoa, that's it. You, nothing else is going to come off yet. 
Um, but the the, uh, the last half stone took uh, three months to come off. Uh, so the fourth stone is obviously re realistically what I needed. And then I kind of flogged myself into the ground a little bit to, to get off that last uh, that last half stone. And uh, but yeah, I, I got there, um, and I, I was chuffed to bits. So the process of uh, losing the weight—I mean, it wasn't—it's not like you went to the gym and started working out solidly and sweating yourself to death just about. But then it was more just a simple walking, exercising steps, which has got you over that period to lose the weight. So it wasn't, it's not like you have to say like you're going to have to do vigorous exercises. You just did walking. And encouraged you the simplest exercise possible was just to walk. And but how did you find just doing the walking? Because you also suffered from uh, gangrene. Is it not as a gang? It's not as gang. Was no. it? Gout. No. Sorry, gangrene, not gangrene. One of the gout. That's one. I'm sorry, my G. <laughs> I knew, I can't remember. Yes, believe me, if I had gangrene, I wouldn't be doing any walking. In fact, I probably, in fact, I probably wouldn't have any legs. Adi, <laughs> oh, jugs. I knew how to get the right one. I, I had the G right, but I can't remember what, what it was called. Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good grief. <laughs> oh, God. That comes to the second in the reads better. I lost my four stone, but I lost my legs. It's like, <laughs> imagine, imagine if I had lost my legs. Fraser, how bad would you feel? <laughs> Even like you talk, talk about me walking, I'd say, Fraser, I haven't got legs, man. I had gangrene. <laughs> oh, this is, oh, jigs. This is going to be, the SAF people listening to this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, we, we are staying honest. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, Gary, that's, that's I, was, I, knew was, I knew it was getting a, a bit of a shorter word. Anyway, you because you suffered from gout and you've obviously uh, struggled with that. And I mean, yeah. how. I mean, you've obviously not been able to walk as far as you'd like to, but yeah. how as much how's that sort of prevented your exercise during the course of SAF? Well, the first thing I would say, Fraser, is I've been on this uh, coming up to two and a half years. It was two years in May, so we're getting towards two and a half years now. And then that nearly two and a half years, I've never ever been to a gym, and that's not me slitting anybody about who, who wants to go to a gym. People want to go to gym, go to gyms. You know, like it's, it's a great way to get toned up build your muscle, you know, depending on what you want to do fitness-wise and things like that. But I've just literally, I've, I have done the walking. I've really, really enjoyed the walking. Um, it started off um, probably doing about six to 8,000 steps a day. Um, and I've uh, gradually just uh, gone up and up. And um, the walking part, I mean, in, at the moment, I'm 15 days away from doing 100 consecutive days in a row of doing a minimum of 10,000 steps every single day. And when I, I was at work this morning, um, I, I did a, because as you know, I do funerals, and I, I did a funeral this morning. And when I got back, it was just lashing down with rain, and there was part of us thinking, how am I going to do this? It's absolutely dire out there. And then I just thought to myself, I'm 15 days away from hitting my goal of 100 consecutive days. So I just put my jacket on, uh, put my boots on, and boom, went out, and within sort of like about an hour and a half, I'd uh, done about 11,000 steps. So, yeah, just keep plodding on with it, yeah. That's good. No we should, we should, we should, just don't make the excuses. Simple as that. We should do, uh, I think we should, I know John's always uh, against the wee, he, he was a bit of, well, <laughs> I've got, he was a bit of a Victor Meldry when it comes to the offering. <laughs> we do. <laughs> 
He's going to love us for that. But um, yeah. uh, <laughs> a bit of a Victor Meldry when it comes to maybe trying to do this a bit of a walking challenge, which is quite in. Me, yeah, you know, yeah. where I was up for it just for doing something, but I think uh, he was a bit of a Victor Meldry on the idea. So maybe we can try and uh, twist his arm. Uh, people might be in. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think he's the one for the competitive side. Yeah. Um, I, think, I, I think I just don't think it's his thing. Um, it's a shame, like, I mean, because it's not like. You know, like, I'm not going to, if you beat me, Fraser, I'm never going to talk to you again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be none of that. It's just like, Fraser's walked more steps than me this month. That is it. There's nothing <laughs> like, sort of like, who does he think he is walking that far? Has he got nothing better to do? <laughs> We're going to get slaughtered. I, trust, I think, John, if you're listening to me, I think... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're, 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 me and James are currently sitting on the beach in uh, Portugal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> not, <laughs> uh, so, but, anyway, so, but, but again, by it's very sim- So, obviously, for changing your life, I mean, benefit. So, what are the total benefits that you've explained just your overall the last two years of doing SAF? Yeah. What do you, or looking back at from when you started to now? Just give us the, the whole benefits to your life and the changes in a summary that you've, uh, that how it's, what's um, happened. Just um, stupid things like going upstairs, you know, getting to the top of the stairs and not like going, <gasps> like to having to take a bit of a breath because like you've just been, you know, like a few weeks before you were carrying, like getting towards 19 and a half stone up the stairs. So s- stuff like that. I remember one day, because I do security as well, when I ran after and caught somebody who nicked a crate of uh, Carlin and like, absolutely flew out the door, flew up towards Durham Cathedral and, and caught a lad there. And like not to be out of breath and, uh, you know, like to retrieve goods, it's, it totally changes everything, you know, like from the size of the clothes that you're wearing the quality of the clothes that you're wearing, because you know I, I'm I'm like a I'm, I'm a 34 waist now, um, rather than sort of like a 40 inch waist, um, you know, not having to buy most of my clothes from Tesco's and Asda, you know, I can get some like really really nice stuff now. So the the clothes has always been like a massive plus for me, um, like being able to wear like really really nice nice fitted uh, shirts and nice fitted t-shirts and stuff like that. Even like the the jeans that I wear are that pretty much all of them are slim fitting jeans as well. Um, so, I mean, my legs are long enough, man. I'm six foot four. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, just, it's like, and obviously the stuff that I can't say, like, you know, like how your heart's probably improved and stuff like that, because it's not having to work as hard because it's not carrying around as much weight. Exactly. Exactly. So for, for those who are maybe looking at a lifestyle change, but not a diet, because SAF yeah. is not a diet, it's a lifestyle change. It's just by eating any day, it's all about binning the sh- it's ditching the sugar in the food because the sugar is the obviously the main ingredient yeah. which we used to eat. We're each, eating like four chocolate bars or eating yeah. which you used to buy like your four caramel Cabernet's caramel bars for a pound, and you, before you know it, they've been hoovered up very quickly. And you go, hmm, that was that. It's just you, it's just one of these automatic thing you do. So obviously. What would you write? What would be your advice to somebody who's maybe look at the stage of right and really need to lose his weight? Uh, what have uh, been done on Weight Watch or Slimming World or etc. 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 
what would your advice to be for somebody who's listening to this uh, to maybe or in that position that you were in best part of two years ago? Yeah, well, the first thing I would say is if if, if I can do this, absolutely anybody can. Uh, so I'll definitely say that first of all. Um, I would say certainly, you know, like give definitely, I mean, 100% give it a go. And like you said, about it being a lifestyle, not being a diet. Anybody can pretty much, you know, like go on a diet and think, oh, I need to lose a stone. Get that stone off. And once the stone's off, it'll just go back on. But like I always thought to myself, you know, like when I when I first like gave it a go, and I thought I'll give it the week and uh, see how we do after the week. Um, I mean, I, I had the weight to lose, so you know, like for thirteen pound to come off in in a week is 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 a lot of weight to come off in the week. You know, not everybody's going to have that same result. But um, looking at the things that you can eat um, when you when you go low carb, high fat, that suits me more than any other diet because I don't want to spend time cutting up food and getting the right weights of food uh, like you have to uh, on, uh, on on other diet plans. Um, you know, we're pretty much told, you know, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. Uh, there's no real sort of like limits of how much you can be having. Just, just don't eat anything when, when, when you're not hungry. But, but, you know, give it a go. Give it a week. That's what I did. Um, and then, you know, like see the difference. Uh, and then hopefully you'll uh, you'll stick with that, and uh, you'll be as happy as what I am after over two years now. Cool. I mean, I I, I started what I did stuff personally when I uh, physically met John when he was in Edinburgh, um, yeah. and he came up. Um, so that was when I sort of basically got into as simple as fat and, and starting it because, and you know, I've been looking back and has been the odd person trying to change me a little bit and say, oh, "You try this or that," well. Don't need to change anymore. I eat it normally now. It's just it's how I my life. I eat. Yeah. It's pretty. Well, I mean, I've just I've just had a for example. I've just you know I've had Aberdeen Angus steak burgers, which were steak and haggis, but the haggis is you know, the best thing. But I had it was with that and some kale, cherry tomatoes, a little bit of balsamic mm. vinegar, mayonnaise, some cheese, yeah. uh, and just uh, just the flavors and a bit of garlic on it. All oh, the flavors you get is amazing. Um, and that's me. That's me. That's me. I'm not eating since uh, uh, the, the, my breakfast. Basically, so I'm having about two, about two meals a day because I basically yeah. I become fat adapted, and which is a good thing. So, um, which is a, a good a, a kind of thing. I mean, for me, I'm a gym person. I'm glad when the gym's open um, shortly uh, and get back to doing a, a good old workout and stuff, which is great. Um, but that's just me. But um, <clears throat> but I look forward to it. But hopefully, we can maybe just a step challenge or something just to. A bit of fun yeah, between yeah. the the other, the other simplest fatters, uh, and we can maybe see if Victor Mildry will. Uh, I mean, John, sorry, will be quite up for it. <laughs> He's going to be... hold your breath on that one, mind. Oh, uh... <laughs> He's going to love this. But anyway, let's say uh, change gears a little bit. We are going to talk about a more serious topic, but we are just a shout out to people who, uh, to those who are listening to Government Radio. Thank you, and also to tuning into Ramsey and Leashcombe Beyond Borders. We do have other shows. Uh, on the platform, uh, supporting them. There's the Real Health Talk with Sass Edwards. There's um, Jamie Jam. She does Sounds Off. There's um, uh, our, our dad, uh, um, Steve Balls Sr. Um, there's, I've got actually a blank spot in his name, show, but uh, there's lots of other stuff out there. So you can listen to it on the Dubman Radio. Um, but uh, yeah, but we're going to change gears and I also want to thank you to people before I do that. 
thank people like AileenSmith.com, uh, Aileen Smith from AileenSmith.com, who's in Philadelphia, Brent Mann from Brent Mann Music, uh, Benita Charles, uh, John Drummond, uh, people who support my show through uh, Ways and Means, Ifia Lethum, Zakia Ringgold, uh, these people who support my show, but I just want to thank you f- to them. Um, but yeah, as we go on, uh, we are on Dublin Radio. Uh, the second part of the interview with James is he, we're going to talk about his daughter who is obviously born premature, who has a, uh, a disability, a sort of slight Down syndrome. But we're going to get the challenges of that uh, in his life and what uh, from going through that. Um, and I have seen pictures of what she was like uh, with literally every tube possible uh, coming out of her just to keep things going. Uh, it's quite frightening. So, um, James, you tell us about the challenge of uh, living, having obviously being with you having a, ch- a child that has this type of disability. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 definitely challenging. I mean, she's um, four and a half now. Well, just over four and a half. Um, she's actually finishing a, a last day of um, nursery uh, this Friday. Uh, she had a little graduation and everything. Uh, last Friday, but it's uh, a, a last one this week, and then uh, she's going to be heading off to school. But um, yes, it's uh, it's it's definitely challenging. I mean, she doesn't, uh, she can't like drink like we do. Um, she has uh, what they call a, a peg, which is on her stomach, so any liquids need putting through there. Uh, food, she has no problem with any food, but um, any liquids have to go through uh, uh, like a, a line in her stomach, so that can be difficult. Um, you re- realistically you're looking at around about every two and a half hours she needs to have drink other than during the night but uh yeah it's it's been a, a very trying time and just when you think you're getting over things and things are looking up something always seems to go wrong somewhere and you're back in hospital and you don't know when you're going to get out and it uh yeah it's it's very very challenging how does uh tell us about the obviously when when she was born and the challenging time that she went through from that yeah, she was born. Um, uh, she weighed, I think it was uh, three pound eight, which they said wasn't too bad for someone who was like nine nine weeks early. Um, but um, she was obviously very very small. Um, she wasn't in a in a great way. Um, she got transferred because she was born in Durham, and she got transferred over to the RVI in Newcastle, which is a, a massive, huge hospital um, over in Newcastle. Um, and when she got over there, we had one of the the top paediatricians in the country uh, who was there, and he took us like to one side. Um, said there said there was sort of like there was issues with a the heart that could tell because obviously she was totally monitored. Um, but he could tell from from the way that her like her, her limbs were, the way that uh, her limbs were moving. Uh, he said he he uh, strongly thought um, that she that she did have some sort of syndrome. Well, straight away I thought. Down syndrome is the only one I, I know. I've never heard of any other type of like syndrome. Um, but I think sort of like within, I think maybe by the next day, uh, it was confirmed that you that you would have uh, Down syndrome. So, I mean, it's it's good because, you know, like when you have people who are pregnant and everything and uh, you say, you know, what do you want, a boy or a girl? And uh, they'll say, oh, I'm not really bothered as, as long as they're healthy. And that that guts you when you, you look back to stuff like that because you know that your, your baby isn't going to be as healthy as that. And you thought maybe it's like on the the Down syndrome side, it's somewhat that you know like you'll get used to, and 
uh, see how she manages with everything. But it was the stuff with the heart as well, um, knowing that, like, in you know, inside a, a chest, there are issues there. And even after just kind of a few days, they were already talking about open heart surgery. Uh, and you just kind of like, you, you're just at an absolute loss. Um, and you just, honestly, you just don't know where to put yourself sometimes. So, <clears throat> obviously, you be living, you, you were, the previous time at Charity Tea, you were having to stay in the hospital for weeks uh, due to, and obviously, uh, she eventually had some sort of surgery on her heart, didn't she? Yeah, she did. She, uh, I mean, we were, we were in the hospital for a few weeks just after she was born. I mean, luckily I had like paternity leave. Um, so, um, you know, I, I did have that time off work um, and we were staying over at the RVI hospital, brilliant place over there where we could, uh, uh, where we could stay uh, right next to Lisa's park. Um, it was, uh, you know, and then the people who were in there, because obviously there's a lot of people that are in the same boat, all the people who were staying in there have got uh, people who were in hospital who were really, really sick. Um, so we were kind of in there like for, a, I think it was around about three weeks we were in there for. And then when I had to go back to work, I had to uh, obviously like go back home because I've got two other boys as well. So I had to see them. Um, so I was like flitting backwards and forwards and then trying to give my girlfriend Sharon a, a bit of a rest. Uh, but we um, we eventually got her home. Um, but I think one of the times she was home, she was literally only back for a few days. Um, and then she had to go back in and we were kind of in and out a couple of times. Um, and then she, she was like, even when we were at home, she was monitored. Um, and then, um, she was having uh, problems breathing and, uh, we went back into hospital again, uh, and she was starting to suffer heart failure. Mm. Um, and next thing you know, she's there having, um, open heart surgery. And how old was she at the time? Uh, Sheila Bean, it was in the April, so she was sort of like round about maybe three and a half months. Crazy. Open heart surgery, yeah. three and a half months. Yeah. They uh, wanted to um, leave it as long as possible before they did it, uh, because, obviously because of her size, because they say that her heart would probably be the size of her fist. Now, when, when you're nine weeks early, you've only got very small fists, so you've only got a very small uh, area to work on. But it's not something they could have uh, left any longer. So um, yeah, she had to uh, she had to have the surgery in the April. But uh, so so going forward, um, I mean obviously with the or things are uh, going forward with uh, the health issues she still has, and obviously having to be fed through or well, liquid through a tube, will that get better or will it uh, improve? Yeah, it, I mean, it, it should do. I mean, if, if you gave her, say, like a little bottle of water, or like a fruit shoot or something like that, and uh, you open up the cap a little bit, she would get a little bit in her mouth, but she would she would literally spit it out. So there's only a tiny little bit that's actually going like down her throat into her stomach. Right. Um, it do with the muscles uh, like in her neck aren't, aren't mature enough. Um, right. But I mean, it's something that we hope that maybe after a couple of years we would have been uh, you know, we would have been passed, but I mean, she's four and a half now and she doesn't seem any different uh, to, to when she was, you know, like two years old. But it is something that I'll, it, it should, it should be okay, but I still think we're a long way away from it. Right. Okay. I mean, it can't be easy not being, not being able to drink normally through your mouth, but you have to go through a tube. Because, but um, usually when you're like, it's so hot and you're, you know, when you're, you don't drink through your, yourself and you're quite, your mouth yeah. is dry, you feel parched. And, and seeing your kids doing that, it's just 
obviously it's not the normal way, but having to do the opposite, yeah, yeah. your mouth must be dry as a desert almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why she, like I say, she'll have like a little bottle. I mean, if we just like go out for a walk and we, we know we're going to be out for a for a couple of hours, um, you know, we, 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 we carry water with us, obviously, so that she can be fed that way. Um, and we'll usually, if, if we go to say like McDonald's, she'll get a Happy Meal, but we'll get a bottle of water um for her to drink and she'll we'll just give her the water so that she's getting something in her mouth even right. though she's not drinking very much of it so you know it's just things like that that helps okay so what would you I mean obviously you've um i think you experienced it in uh, while you're in the hospital somebody lost their child that you were in a similar i think you might have spoke to um somebody where yeah. a couple they lost their child and that kind of been easy to deal with yeah um when we when she had the uh the heart operation um, we had that at the Freeman Hospital in Newcastle. Again, that's another like massive hospital. It um, deals in a lot of like children's stuff and for cancer and stuff like that. And again, we we stayed over at the place that was there. Phenomenal place uh, they've got there for families. But um, there was a, a family who were there. They were from Edinburgh as well. Um, and there was a little girl uh, who was there. And the family had literally been there just over a year because she'd had uh, problems. And um, she died uh, whilst mm. whilst we were there, and they'd been living um, at that place for uh, just over a year, and just it was just just devastating for them, um, like to to lose the daughter. Who I mean, the, the, they were quite lucky in a way that they were able to like give up their jobs to come down from Edinburgh uh, to Newcastle, um, to, to to be with the daughter and and and, and care for her and everything, but. Um, and, but I mean, this this girl wasn't the only one. There was other kids that had uh, that had died because uh, we were on the when when she had a, a operation, um, she was in the uh, high dependency uh, unit um, there. I mean, she was on life support for five days. Uh, so and just just walking in every day and, and seeing your daughter with like you couldn't even count the tubes, Fraser. Honestly, you, you'd, you'd get lost off because the tubes absolutely everywhere. But you know, looking at that, you know, we're one of the lucky ones because there was there's plenty of other families, and we've been in like seeing our daughter, and we know that there's something uh, like I mean, obviously all the children there are, are really sick. She's on a on a children's ward, but you know when somebody's been moved out of that room and they've gone into a uh, into a private room, and they the, the, literally they were going in there like to die, um, because they were just getting worse and worse. Going to feeling oh. you've seen the parents who are like popping in and out and they're literally going in to say goodbye and it's uh, it's very sad it's and it's some of that all like you can't you can't really get rid of slight connection issues there so um but we're back um but we're, james was saying obviously it can't be easy to seeing uh families of uh you lose and heartbreaking and obviously especially his own daughter uh, uh having lots of tubes coming out but Going forward, she's in a, a good place now, which is great. Or uh, she's healthy to what she can, to the best of what she is now. Uh, and going forward, you hope to, yeah, as she starts school, which is exciting. Uh, she's going to be starting school and be able to, yeah, and hopefully things will improve as time goes by. You know, as she develops and grows. Oh yeah, um, I think it's. Um... Next Wednesday, I think she's due to start school. I think she goes in just for a couple of hours a day for the first few days, and they just gradually uh, build her up. 
but she's going to have like uh, like one on one with other teachers with well like with with the teacher there. So she's got somebody there because Indy's not really the type that is going to understand that she needs to sit at a desk. She'll like probably sit down for a bit, then want to be up to do something. Um, so that's going to be a bit of a challenge getting getting her used to having to like sit down and. Uh, but you know it's all part of learning and all part of uh, cracking on with things and um, I'm looking forward to hearing about what she's been doing in the first day so yeah but we've, we've got that literally next week she's it's, it's strange because she's like finishing nursery this Friday and I think it's next Wednesday that she uh, she starts school so yeah so, I mean, so that'd be good so yeah. off to school for the first time so onwards and upwards it must be it can't be easy though also with the with her health, obviously, with all the the coronavirus scenario at the moment this year, is that not a little bit worry at all, or is that due to her immune system? Um, yeah, I mean, if there's any sort of, if there's anything really, if there's any worries or anything like that, we would just take her straight out of school for for however long it needs to be, because she's got a very very low immune system. Right. Um, her having a cold and the likes of me and you having a cold, you know, like hers is like horrendous it lingers around for a long time um she doesn't sleep very well she's uh she she does get in a bad way um so it, it is something where if there's any sort of like little type of outbreak or anything like that we would just pull her straight from school until until it's sorted okay cool so going um going forward um any, you want to say anything regarding to people who obviously go through or uh, maybe going through the situation that you've had with your daughter uh, and also just a, uh, final words on people regarding the lifestyle change that you've made for yourself. Uh, just do you want to say anything at all? Yeah, I mean, anybody who, you know, like who has a, a child um, or the just had a child or anything like that who's who's got um, Down syndrome, there's so many sort of like, <sighs> I wouldn't say different types of Down syndrome, but the, uh, uh, the, the people are so different when when they've got it. Uh, you do actually eventually get graded almost uh, to a kind of like how how much Down syndrome you've got. It seems really, really strange. We don't think Indy's like massively high on the scale uh, because she's very sociable. Um, she's classed, uh, she's classed as, she can't, she can't really talk. I mean, she says, the you know, a little words like mom and dad. She can say that. Uh, she can say the names of her brothers and sisters, but she can't really engage in a conversation that you're going to sort of like, understand uh very well but it is challenging it is tough but you know it, it is what it is and we just get on every day i don't wake up thinking to myself oh blimey i wish she wasn't like this i wish she was this way and and everything it's you know we, we've we've gone through the hard things but she's gone through it like a hundred times worse than what we have we've had the worry uh, you know, whilst she's been literally, you know, like being on operating tables and, and you know, had heart surgery, you know, she's not, never going to re- uh, remember any of that, which which is great. Like, she's not going to know about that. Um, but we just we just get on with it. And, uh, you know, we love it a bit. We think the absolute world of her. She's got brothers and sisters that love it a bit. She's got a massive, like, family, um, you know, who, who just, you know, like absolutely dote on her, you know. And now she's starting school sort of thing. Four and a half years, well, literally four years ago, everything was doom and gloom. Four years later, and she's just about to start school. Cool. And, if, and if, if I say about, you know, like about a lifestyle change, 
you know, remember, it's not a diet. It is a lifestyle change. Anybody can go and lose a stone or two, but it's keeping it off. That's the hard part. Uh, and to do that, you do have to change your lifestyle. But it can be done because I was like any other red-blooded male who would want to go out, you know, like neck 10 pints, neck a load of yoga bombs, anything like that. But like to me, my health's more important. My family's more important. Um, and I enjoy wearing very, very nice clothes now. There you go. So please, please give it a go. So if you've got a message for uh, Victor, I mean, John and Victor, not Victor, not Victor, John. <laughs> I'm sure he's getting more grumpier as, he, as things go on. I'm positive. He's, he's going to love us for this. We're going to get... <laughs> but uh, anyway, do you want a message, a, fine, a message to John? Well, I mean, Gaunty, like I say, he yeah. was he was the gobby bloke on the radio. That's how I first got introduced to him. And all the stuff he used to come out, and I'm thinking, how's he saying all this? Do you know what I mean? What, <laughs> but you kind of get to a point where you're like, well, yeah, I kind of agree with him, yeah. So that's that's what gets you hooked on, like, on, on radio, like, on, well, on talk radio anyway. Yeah. You know, like, I love people's opinions. It doesn't matter whether you're Labour, whether you're Conservative, whether you're a Lib Dem. You know, I'll, I'll listen to anything. But I, I really used to enjoy, you know, like, uh, listening to John um, like, when he was on the radio. Um, but, like, to keep following him and then to see the pictures that he, that uh, of all the weight that he lost, uh, you know, that's, that's what inspired me. And that's what's got me to where I am today. It's he, he had done that. If he hadn't done that, you know, I'd, you know, well, first of all, Fred, I wouldn't have been speaking to you now because I wouldn't know you. Exactly. I'd probably be sort of like around about 20 store now, but yeah. You know, as much as I've done the the hard work of like on the food side, it's only happened because of John, and I can say that hand on heart. I don't need to kiss anybody's backside. I've done I've done this because I've seen what he's done, and uh, and he's pushed me to do what I've done. Uh, so I owe him a lot. It's, it is nice when you get to the stage that the the wheeling season's not kind of your target in the back anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. So anyway, uh, well, I just want to say thanks to. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start laughing. I, I, my Freudian slip on from gout to to, to, to gout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jigs! How the heck did I get that wrong? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, now, nah, but also, I want to shout out to Ian Flintham, uh, who's in Wales. Uh, he's been part of this. So there's a few of us that have kind of been at the very beginning. And I've had some great fun with Ian as well. Um, and he's been through a lot as well. So hopefully we'll get him. I hope you can get him on because I've only read things on his stem cell um, story mm. that he's done. But it's, I think it's something where we need to hear it about. I mean, yeah. something as complicated as stem cells. Yes. Um, and obviously his trips to, like, uh, was it Cologne he went to in Germany? Yes. And he, and he, yeah, it's do all that. He, I've told him, I says, you've, you've got to let Fraser interview you and you've got to tell us about this because he likes to talk. You know, you know what a friend yeah. he's like. He doesn't, he doesn't beat about the bush. He just, he tells it like it is. And uh, yeah. it's something that he, he has to do. I'm, I will force him to. Or I'll <laughs> slap the tires, tires and you'll not be going mountain biking anywhere. He flew to Cologne, not, 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 not just for the aftershave. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, funny, if you're listening to this, yes, we're, we have not been smoking anything, so you're okay. So anyway, but on a serious, yeah, but anyway, on a serious note, it's uh, good to have James on and to have a bit of fun, have a bit of banter, but also talk about serious stuff. Uh, but as I say, this is going out on Dublin Radio. You're able to hear it at half past. You, you'll, be, you'll be listening to it because it, it will have been half past eight we started. And uh, it's Friday night, so you'll be able to hopefully only hear the next show when I'm interviewing several other people going forward. Um, but yeah, so just um, yeah, just keep tuning in and I hope there'll be lots more content for you going forward. And maybe I will get Ian on eventually once he's free, once he's uh, stopped doing flinty out like height like it's like the sound of music when he's mountain climbing like it's like hills are alive with Ian Blintham yeah but anyway I'll stop talking and let James get back to what he's doing um and say thank you thanks for coming on and uh, hopefully we'll have have you on again in the future and you'll be competing for some Mr. Universe competition like Arnold Schwarzenegger or who knows um hopefully I think it's gonna be a while <laughs> Maybe you'd be managing Sunderland FC. Worth <laughs> 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 a shot. But anyway, anyway uh, to everyone who's been listening, thanks again and take it easy and we'll catch you next time. Bye for now. <laughs>